When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1892, Being Too Quiet, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another installment of ORD with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. Today, I've got a post for you from Steve Pavlina, a favorite around the OLD network, and actually one of the very first authors we ever narrated from back in 2015. That's when all this started. That's before I was here. It is when Optimal Living Daily was the only show, mind you. Optimal Relationships Daily wasn't even a a glimmer in its mother's eye. Okay, Greg. So, thanks to Steve for all the years of great contribution. (laughs) Let's jump into this one now as we optimize your life. Being Too Quiet by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com When I was younger, I was conditioned to yield to authority go to school, go to church, obey the parents. One of the most common commands was, be quiet, hush, pipe down, silence is a virtue, children should be seen and not heard. So, I learned to stay quiet, about problems, about desires, about feelings. I developed a rich inner world, but supposedly it wasn't meant to be shared. My thoughts were to be kept mostly to myself. On the positive side, That made me more self-reliant, but it also ensured that I didn't get to experience what I wanted, as the wants and the communication both got suppressed under a blanket of silence. It took a long time to learn that it was okay to communicate about needs, desires, and feelings. As I got older, I found people encouraging me to open up and share more, such as friends in college. That was difficult to do, though. I wasn't used to it. When people wanted to know more about me, I felt like they were shining a burning spotlight into my soul. I couldn't go there. So I shared various masks instead. I kept people at a safe distance. But this left me stuck inside my own thought bubble with no way to break free from it. Because I couldn't talk about what I felt needed and wanted, no one could help me make improvements. Even if people offered support, it was misguided because they didn't really know what I wanted. They had to guess and their guesses were wrong. As I began making a long-term investment in personal development, I read lots of books and listened to many audio programs. I would like it when other people shared their stories, goals, ambitions, mistakes, and feelings. Every now and then, I would come across something that struck me as really honest and authentic, and I silently thought to myself, I could never do that. What probably helped me shift the most was meeting people who were unconditionally accepting of other people's wants, needs, and feelings. Around such people, I felt like I could open up a little more. I sensed that I could trust them, even though I wasn't sure why. I just naturally found myself sharing more honestly with them. It would feel off if I wore my masks around them too often. I was surprised when they didn't judge me for my candor. They actually seemed to like and appreciate hearing the real truth and going deeper than the surface masks. It took a while for me to warm up to that since it was outside of my comfort zone. 
There was a long progression with many steps forward and backward, like an awkward dance. But eventually, I felt more comfortable sharing more of my inner world with people. I could talk about desires, problems, and feelings openly. I didn't always feel drawn to do that, but I didn't feel particularly blocked in doing so either. And that's mainly because I got to see the positive shifts in others when I did so. I made more authentic friends this way, but I was also able to experience more of what I wanted. By saying, I want to kiss you, instead of keeping silent, I kissed more. By saying, I have this frustrating tech problem, I solved more tech problems. By saying, I feel so blah today, I understood and shifted my feelings more easily, and my default state gradually became happier. Initially, my timing was off, though. I was too hesitant to open up when the timing was right because the intensity was too great. But by waiting for the intensity to come down, I was late in expressing myself. I realized how lame I was being when I kept missing opportunities because of that tendency to hesitate. For a while, I got results like these. Me. I kind of wanted to kiss you last night. Her. I wish you'd said something. I would have gladly kissed you back. Me. Don't. Me. Last month, I had this frustrating tech problem that was a real mess, but I finally got it figured out. Her. Oh, why didn't you tell me about that when we last spoke? I had the same problem before, and I could have shown you how to fix it in two seconds. Me. Don't. Me. I was feeling so blah yesterday. Her. I could tell. I was thinking of offering you a nice head scratching, but it looked like you wanted some space. Me. Don't. Why do we do this to ourselves? Sharing late is at least better than not sharing. When you see how many opportunities you're missing due to a silence, it's good motivation to be more courageous and speak up sooner. Silence can be a virtue, but keeping quiet can be really problematic if you overdo it. How can you tell the difference? Is the silence peaceful? Does it feel good to remain silent? If so, then enjoy the silence. Is the silence stress-inducing? Are your thoughts and feelings churning over unresolved issues? If so, then speak up. Get that energy flowing outwardly. Don't just keep it bottled up inside. Also, be careful not to merely vent sideways. Venting sideways would be doing the equivalent of this. Me. I wanted to kiss her last night, but I couldn't bring myself to go there. Him. I saw the two of you together, and I'm pretty sure she would have liked it if you did. Me. Dope. This is telling the wrong person. When you do this sort of thing, you're channeling the energy sideways which isn't the direction of resolution. It's a sneakier form of staying silent. You may think you're speaking up, but are you? Sharing needs, desires, and feelings is not easy, especially if you were raised to keep quiet about them. It will feel edgy to lean towards opening up, and it'll feel uncomfortable to trust that it's okay to do this. You'll catch yourself sharing masks repeatedly, and that's okay. It's a growth process. It takes time to peel the onion of silence to find the true voice within, and to overcome expressive scarcity. You just listened to the post titled, Being Too Quiet, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. And thanks a lot to Steve for this amazing post, including the sample dialogue he offered to really help hammer his points home. I really, really enjoyed this one. Now, I think this article is laden with lessons, lessons about 
I, where do I start? Uh, how transformative it can be to accept others and appreciate their individuality. Lessons about the natural progression of becoming a better communicator. But perhaps the simplest and most powerful lesson was articulated very subtly at the beginning when Steve mentioned the positive sides of staying quiet and his more conservative upbringing. This mindset is very helpful because it is so easy to judge ourselves and paint ourselves with such broad strokes when focusing on attributes that are atypical or made fun of or whatever, anything we don't like. Regardless of what you don't like about yourself, whether it be a recurring habit, a part of your identity, or just a temporary feeling, or even a single decision, think about what exists there beyond the parts that you don't like. How does it quietly exhibit some of your finer qualities? How is it teaching you a lesson? How are some of our bad parts necessary for certain good parts and vice versa? How do they feed off of one another? Powerful and important questions we can all ask ourselves, friends. Okay, that's going to do it for today, everyone. Another episode in the books. Thank you so much for listening through to the end and showing up for your relationships today. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.